I must say, when I see that intro, I, uh, I, I put a smile on my face every time. So thanks, Catherine, for that one, Catherine Hood. Um, and welcome to another Out of Africa presentation on the book of Hebrews. Um, today, we're going to do uh, chapter 12. We're going to start with ch chapter 12. Um, but uh, during the study, I went on a bit of a segue. So we, uh, we won't go through the, even the whole of chapter 12, although that was uh, the plan to do chapter 12 and, and 13. Um, but I want to welcome uh, James Carruthers um, to join me on this uh, show once again. Shalom, Hi Chris. There, How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you for having me. Thank you for everyone oh. tuning in. Yeah, I'm into that. Thank you so much. And thank you, James, for being here. Um, you know, without your uh, moderation in this, uh, I'd be in deeper waters than what I feel I have been already. <laughs> so thank you. I really appreciate your time and, and, and your effort here as well. Well, I know you're putting in the work. I'm just here for support. And by if Yah speaks to me, I'll share what he does. But so yes, far, I've really enjoyed uh, all the insight you've brought uh, before we got into Hebrews and now as we're closing in, towards the end. And I'm looking forward to what Yab gave you today, uh, a little bit of a curveball. So, Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's been really fascinating study. Um, uh, you know, as I say, it's something that uh, we can consider and uh, it's something to test and it's something to... Um, to go back and 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 um, and chew on it again, you know, and 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 work it out for oneself. I was blessed doing it, so um, let's let's see how it goes, you know. <laughs> but yeah, thanks so much, James, because I know that you're also very busy and you also do um, uh, a lot of programs uh, between the river and the raven and, and you do a lot of mercy, uh, poured forth programs, which, which I'm blessed in. Uh, and, uh, so thank you so much for everything that you do as well. Yeah. I'm just thankful for the opportunity. I know I start my morning off on Wednesday with my mercy poured forth, and then I get mm. to follow up with your show a few hours later. So it, it always gets me in the mood. I, I love the mercy poured forth every morning. I know it's not necessarily morning for you, but uh, I do enjoy starting my day off with a, a quick word of encouragement. So if you haven't seen those programs, be sure to check those out. They're wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, they are. They are. All right. Let me get your slides pulled up and we'll get going. All right. So we're going to do uh, Hebrews 12. <clears throat> we're going to start with it. Sorry. Um so let's um, let's see how it goes. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience. I like that, don't you? Run with patience. Yeah. It's like, you know, hurry up, but be patient. The race that is set before us, 
looking unto Yahusha, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of Elohim. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest he be wearied and faint in your minds, he have not yet resisted unto blood, striving against sin. And he have forgotten the exhortation which speaks unto you as unto children. My son, despise not the chastening of Yahweh, nor faint when you are rebuked of him. So, the chastening of Yahweh um, is basically your knowing that you are a son. And um, I think that's one of the key points to this presentation um, is the son. So are we sons of Elohim? Uh, is going to become a little bit more prevalent towards the end, end of this presentation. So let's let's go. So now obviously with the red we can see there's witnesses and there's uh, the chastening of Yahweh and faint and, and, and nor to faint when you are rebuked of him. Um, so let's let's see how this unfolds. <clears throat> yeah, I do love that wording you know run with patience i know one way uh, another word for patience can be long suffering and when i'm running that word is a little more relatable <laughs> right right yeah 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 that's right <laughs> all right so what has eov had to say about witnesses so um job right as we know job was a ser was a servant of uh, Pharaoh in Mitzrayim, right? He was a um, he was I, I can't remember what he what he was in the army, but he was one of the one of the main members of the army. Can you remember, James? I'm not very familiar with that, actually. Okay, Maybe all right. Someone so in the he, chat he, can help us out. Yeah, yeah. So he was high up in the in in the ranks of the army, and he actually was the one that increased the woes uh, of Yasharel. And he's the one who said to Pharaoh, well, take away their, uh, their straw and let them, let them go and get their own straw to make bricks. Um, so, and, and, and at that stage, they were, um, they were killing the children and putting them in the, in the, in the buildings that they were doing. So, um, uh, as as punishment so job's punishment doesn't come as a surprise because after and and this is only my thought right um after he came to the knowledge of yah he still had his punishment to to endure um, which we see in the book of Job, right? Uh, all the all the woes that that come to him, and and all the troubles and the troubles that that beset him. Um, 
and you know we we'll, we see that he's scraping the boils and the sores off with uh, with with with, a, with with pot shed or clay or or stone sharp stones and things like this, and that can also correlate to the um, uh, the, the curses that happened to Mitzrayim at that time. But anyway, let's see what let's 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 read a bit uh, in Job ten, and we'll see what he says about witnesses, because there are few witnesses that we can relate to. Um, there are witnesses from sin, and they normally are curses. And then there are witnesses from Yah, which are normally blessings. So uh, either either when we um, when we do Yah's will, or when we don't do Yah's will. And then um, there are uh, there are witnesses against Torahless deeds, and and then there's uh, th there are other witnesses from uh, say uh, Yah Himself um, through through the prophets or through uh, events. Um, obviously, in 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 Genesis. We see that there are witnesses in the sky, uh, which bear the times and 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 uh, these kind of things, which are the stars and the moon and the sun. So they're different witnesses, but let's see what Job says here. My soul is weary of my life. I will leave my complaint upon myself, and I will speak in the bitterness of my soul. I will say unto Eloah, do not condemn me. Show me wherefore you contend with me. It is it good unto you that you should oppress, that you should despise the work of your hands and shine upon the counsel of the wicked? Have, your, have you eyes of flesh? Or see you as a man sees? Are your days as the days of man? And are your years as man's days? That you inquire after my iniquity and search after my sin. So this is the intro, intro, introduction or the, the, the prelude to what he's thinking. Um, you know, his sin, he knows he has sin. And uh, he knows that Yah is so much greater than he is. But he's now questioning, uh, you know, his, his uh, bitterness of his soul. And he's saying, yeah, well, why is this, you know, are you, are you, actually, are you actually cognizant of me on this earth? Um, I think that's probably one of the questions that he's asking, you know. <laughs> Because that's what we do, you know. When we first come to Yah, we 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 don't think that He really knows us intimately, do we? You know, we think, well, He's up there, and I'm like a little ant on this earth. And and as you go on and you get more relationship with Him, you you start to figure, well, okay, He's He's not only that; He's also a master slave. When you get to know that, okay, now he's 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 also a father, and then when you get to know that, well, he's also a friend, 
And when you get to know that, then you're also a lover. So all these things go deeper and deeper into what Yah is to the believer. Um, but it's things that you seek out and it's things that you press into and it's things that got, get given to you as you increase in the knowledge of him and not only in the knowledge of him but also in the in in loving him and and searching him out you know so 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 we get we get more um uh, well we have a better relationship put it that way sure you know thankfully we have the forgiveness of our sins but we may not always be free from the consequences sometimes those can linger for a lifetime you know but thankfully we can be washed white as snow for our past wow isn't that isn't that just great because don't we need that amen yeah okay let's see um you know that i'm not wicked and there is none that can deliver out of your hand your hands have made, sorry, uh, your hands have made me and fashioned me together round about, yet you to destroy me. Remember, I beseech you that you have made me as clay, and will you bring me into dust again? Have you not poured me out as milk and curdled me like cheese? You have clothed me with skin and flesh, and have fenced me with bones and sinews, and have granted me life and favor, and your visitation did God my ruach. Isn't that, I mean, you know, I know that it's quite hectic in the beginning, but, but, but when you get to that last sentence, you have granted me life and favor, and your visitation did God my Ruach? Well, if we don't have visitation from Yah, uh, which is obviously by His Ruach, then you, then your soul is in a in a, in a very difficult place. Um, and I think that's part of now this relationship, you know, building the relationship um, of Yah. That, that promise of his blessings can come in so many different forms. That right there, you know, guarding my Ruach, would it be a big one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. All right. And these things have you hid in your heart. I know that this is with you. If I sin, then you mark me. Very interesting, eh? And you will not acquit me from my iniquity. That's exactly what you've just said. If I be wicked, woe unto me. And if I be righteous, yet will I not lift up my head. I am full of confusion. Therefore, see you my affliction. For it increases. You hunt me as a fierce lion. And again, you show yourself marvelous upon me. You renew your witnesses against me and increase your indignation upon you, me. 
Changes in war are against me. Wherefore then have you brought me forth out of the womb? Oh, that I had given up my ruach, and no eye had seen me. So here you see the witnesses are against him. Right? You renew your witnesses against me. So in other words, well, all these afflictions and hard times are his witnesses to how I'm running my life or how I'm living my life. And, um, and you know, so I think it's still the same today. You know, um, how, how much trouble you have in your marriage or in with your children or is probably directly related to how much you're giving or how much you are communicating and how how you communicate um and 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 you know it can get to a point well i mean i, the, I know there's always two to to uh, to a relationship so i'm not pointing fingers at anybody i'm just saying that we we are in a place where our life is a story of how close we are or not to um, to Yahweh. Yeah, that was a point I brought up in our half Torah on Sunday. You know, a lot of times our life indeed relates to whether we're living in sin or righteousness. You know, it directly. Uh, reflects the the lifestyle so you're right on there right. yeah yeah and you know i mean we don't we uh, you know I, I, the last thing that i want to do is point fingers because three of them are pointing back straight at me um you know it, it uh, when when i think we grow and and, and i think this is a, a very important point uh, that i would like to put across when we grow in yahweh we can take criticism when we grow in Yahweh, we, we know our position in Him, and therefore we don't have to be swayed by somebody else's opinion. We know what He thinks, and therefore what can man do to you? And I think that's a, a sign of maturity. When no matter what happens, you can be so secure of knowing who you are, knowing who your father is in heaven, and knowing the um, the steadfastness he gives you um, in your life. So you you you're on a rock, and if you're on a rock, nothing can move you. Yeah, and so what if people are saying things about you? So what? You know, does that matter? I don't think so. It's, it's Yah that establishes you, and He keeps you, and, and, and it's His power, by His power. And you know what? You carry on in Him, and He will sort out all your woes and your enemies and your afflictions and your troubles in His time. In His time. So I think that's important to, to, to always be cognizant of. Exactly. You know, his he has a purpose and a plan for each of us. It has nothing to do with man and what they want. It's strictly his plan. And so we don't need to rely on man to guide us through this path. You know, 
only our Father Yahuwah will be able to show us our true purpose in life. Absolutely. 100%. Good. All right. So this is out of the wisdom of uh, Solomon. Um, so I, I, I read, what is wisdom of Solomon to say about witnesses of Torahless begotten children? And that's maybe put a little bit wrong. We'll, we'll discuss it as we go on. Better it is to have no children and to have virtue. For the memorial thereof is immortal. Because it is known with Elohim and with men. When it is present, men take example at it. And when it is gone, they desire it. It wears a crown and triumphs forever. Having got the victory, striving for undefiled rewards. But the multiplying brood of the wicked shall not thrive, nor take deep rooting from the bastard's lips, nor lay any fast foundation. For though they flourish in branches for a time, yet standing not last, they shall be shaken with the wind, and through the forces of the wind they shall be rooted out. The imperfect branches shall be broken off, their fruit unprofitable, not ripe to eat, yea, meat for nothing. For children begotten of Torahless beds are witnesses of wickedness against their parents in their trial. Now, I just want to lay a foundation here. Because this word bastards does not refer to children without a father. It refers to the children that come from the Nephilim or the mixed blood or the mixed seed of the fallen watches. That's what this refers to. Because they are the sons of perdition. Those are the people that cannot find you. They are defiled. Now, that's in Yah's hands. That's, I can't do anything about that if nobody wants to hear the gospel or if nobody wants to hear the good news, the Besorah. That's not in my hands. It's surely in my hands to tell them of it. If, I, if I've got the opportunity. But it's not in my hands to instill the seed in their ruach, in their heart. It is for Yah to do that job. So let's go through this. You know, it, um, the children, uh, so the, the, multi, the multiplying brood of the wicked shall not thrive. Right? Um, I like this, that it says, for though they flourish in branches for a time, yet standing not last, they shall be shaken with the wind. And through the force of the winds, they shall be rooted out. So 
it's telling us something about a branch that can be rooted out or something maybe like a bruised reed. Just a thought, right? The imperfect branches shall be broken off. Well, we've got the tares growing up with the wheat. Similar, similar kind of kind of thought, right? They're unprofitable, they're not ripe to eat, and they meet for nothing. So the Torahless beds is obviously, you know, the imagery of the seed that is begot. Uh, the seed that has begot from the wickedness of the, the, the fallen watchers and obviously those uh, people that um, succumb to their, to, to, to them, put it that way, yeah. Oyawa, uh, you that dwell in everlastingness, which behold from above things in the heaven and in the air, whose throne is inestimable, whose glory may not be comprehended, before whom the hosts of angels stand with trembling, those service is um, whose service, sorry, is conversant in the wind and fire, and whose word is true, um, and sayings constant, whose commandment is strong, and their ordinance fearful, who looks, uh, who, who um, sorry, whose look dries up the depths. And indignation makes the mountains to melt away, which the truth witnesses. Oh, hear the prayer of your servant and give ear to the petition of your creature. For while I live, I will speak. And so long as I have understanding, I will answer. Oh, look not upon the sins of your people, but on them which serve you in truth. And that comes from 4 Ezra 8, 20 to 26. And, you know, I, I like to put in these extra books, the, the different, you know, the, the different books, because um, for those that have never, ever read it or seen them, well, it, 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 they, they are so powerful, so powerful. And here we have um, a very interesting uh, truth, if you will, because... As we did uh, previously in introduction of Hebrews, we, we went through all these steps of, um, of, of Enoch, say, for example, the Oath of Beaker, what Yah did, how, how, the, how Elohim were they were talking and, and creating and the name and the sacred name and um, and then obviously the oath. So here we see the angels stand with trembling. Well, that that gives witness to um, to the oath of of Beka or Bika, which we've read in in, in Enoch sixty nine, um, and 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 that is continuous. 
and and this is the problem um uh well the, we, we sorry i'm not going to say that for for now uh whose service is conversant in the wind and the fire remember those things bring glory to yah it's all elements that bring glory to yah and that's he's put it in the foundation of the world he's put it in the in the creation um his word is true and that's obviously Yahusha is the word and the commandment is strong just as the oath is strong the commandments are a, a derivative of this thing that's happened before the world was and the ordinance is fearful so Yahusha is the word that made the world exist right that we can t derive from uh, John 1. So if he is the word, then everything that proceeds from his mouth is strong and it's true and it, 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 it makes the angels to tremble. And, um, and, and that's, uh, that is just what we can hold on to because if we've got something that is so true and so steadfast and so powerful, um, then nothing can come against us. If he is for us, then nothing can come against us. And I think that's very important to, you know, it's just once again, just something that you take in, into consideration when you are thinking and contemplating your belief system, your faith system. Good. I'm going to share a couple of verses that John turned back to truth has shared with us out of John 15, starting in verse right. one. I am the vine of truth and my father is the husbandman. Yeah. Hallelujah. Every branch in me that bears not fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he purges it that it may bring forth more fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Hmm. Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except ye abide in me. Amen. 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 Isn't that beautiful, eh? Hey? All right, so here we go to John. Uh, John 5, 27 to 32. And has given him authority to execute judgment also because he is the son of Adam. Remember the, that Adam, right? The Aleph and the Dam. We, we have discussed that before. So if the Aleph is a prefix to the Dam, which means blood, then it means I will become blood. And uh, which is an amazing story uh, in just that name. Uh, and what it reveals to us of Yahweh. Marvel not at this, for the hour is coming in which all that are in the graves shall hear his voice and shall come forth. And they have, that have done good unto the resurrection of life and they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. I can of my own self do nothing as I hear, I judge, and my judgment is just, because I seek not my own will, but the will of the Father which has sent me. 
If I bear witness of myself, my witness is not true. There is another that bears witnesses of me, witness of me, and I know that the witness which he witnesses of me is true. So here we have the beautiful thing that Yahusha is, is recognizing Yahweh as the Yah of the of of in heaven, the steadfast Yah, who no man has seen and no man has heard, and he is the one that holds this fleshly um, uh, Elohim uh, or El in place. He's the one who who Yahusha is witnessing of is himself in heaven, um, which, which is, which is an amazing, uh, amazing thing. Good. Uh, he sent unto Yahukunan. So what has Yahusha to say of witness? He sent unto Yohukunan, and he bore witness unto the truth. But I receive not the testimony from man, but these things I say, that he might be saved. He was a burning and shining light, and he were willing for a season to rejoice in his light. But I have a greater witness than that of Yohukunan, for the works of the Father has given me to finish. The same works that I do bear witness of me that the Father has sent me. So here we got Yehukunen again. And remember, we did a series on Yehukunen or, or a segment on Yehukunen. And, and we, um, we sort of uh, expounded on the, the possibility that he had sinned because he didn't believe, because he sent his Talmudim to Yahusha to say, are you the one, after seeing all these signs from heaven and, and even the father saying from heaven, this is my son in whom I, or my Yechid, in whom I'm well pleased. Um, so so um, here he's saying, you know, he bore witness unto the truth, which is Yahusha himself. Um but he was not Yahusha, right? He was not the Messiah, Yehukunen. Um, he was just a, a witness of the Messiah. Um, and then we, we, we brought it back to saying, well, he was probably the last priest or rightful priest uh, because of his father, Zechariah. And he didn't take that place because Zechariah was very old and he was not of anointed age at that time, probably when Zechariah died. So um, the point is that he had a different um, uh, ministry. And the ministry was the voice crying in the wilderness, um, which Isaiah writes about and, and, and uh, many, other, many other prophets. So um, that's interesting. So let's go on to the next one and then we can... See what else. And the Father himself, which has sent me, has borne witness of me. 
He have never heard his voice at any time, nor seen his shape. And he have not his word abiding in you. For whom he has sent him, he believe not. Search the scriptures, for in them he think he have eternal life, and they which testify of me. And he will not come to me, that he may have life. I receive not honor from men. And you see, that's that's the point that I was making, that um, if you are in uh, Yahusha, then what does it matter what men are saying of you? Because you don't receive honor from men. You receive honor only from Yah. And, um, and, and in our strength, our strength is actually in that, that we believe that, that we are not tossed to and fro from, uh, you know, with anybody else saying things about us or doing things to us, right? Which is going to come more prevalent as we go on now, because once we get into Revelation, we see other things happening. Good. Yeah, man has been corrupted from the beginning of time. And yeah. you know, we know Yah is perfect. His word is perfect. His son was perfect. So it makes a, a difference who you put your allegiance to, you know, man yes. or Yahweh. Yes, yes, very much so. So here we go to uh, Kizion or Revelation 11, 6, uh, 1 to 6. What has Yahusha to say of witness? In Revelation. And there was given to me a reed like unto a rod. And the angels stood saying, Rise, measure the temple of Elohim and the altar and them that worship therein. See that? So the reed measure them that worship therein. That's interesting. But the court, which is without the temple, leave out. And measure it not, for it is given unto other nations, and the holy city shall be tread underfoot forty and two months. And I will give power unto my two witnesses, and they shall prophesy a thousand two hundred and threescore days, clothed in sackcloth. And these are the two olive trees, and the two menoroths, standing before Elohim of the earth. And if any man will hurt them, Fire proceeds out of the mouth and devours their enemies. And if any man will hurt them, he must in this manner be killed. These have power to shut heaven, that it rain not, in the days of their prophecies, and have power, sorry, in the days of their prophecy, and have power over the waters to turn them to blood and to smite the earth with all plagues, as often as they will. Very interesting that we see here now a reed and a rod, and then measuring the temple of Elohim and the altar and them that worship therein. Right, so if we had to expound on this, and, and, and you know, forgive me because I'm going to use a little bit of poetic license here. But it's just something to think about. And um, because I don't think anybody really, really understands the book of Revelation 
100% yet. But think of it this way. What is the temple? The temple is the body, isn't it? Us. It's us, the body. Because he says, Yahushua says, you know, in three days I'll raise this temple up. But he wasn't talking about the temple built with brick and mortar. He was talking about the temple of his own body. And we are his own body now. So the temple is us. And and and, and there was a show uh, the other day. I think it was your wife, maybe, that was doing it. Or it was uh, Catherine, I'm not sure. Or it was Charlotte, maybe, even. That um, you, you, uh, it could have been you as well. When, when, when you're talking about um, your, your looking after your temple, looking after your body, eating properly, looking, you know, so doing the right things, eating the right things. Um, and and um, so what is the temple? The temple could be your body, right? Or the body of the believers. The bodies of the believers. Because we are going to be stones, living stones, in the new Yerushalayim, right? So if he's taking a reed like unto the rod, well, could that not be a strand of the DNA? Could that not be maybe the measure of your RNA in between the two helix strands of the DNA? saying, well, okay, let's measure these things because these things are going to tell me if you are tainted or not. Just a thought. Just a thought, right? But let's carry on and we'll see what it says here. It says here, um, and measure it not, for it is given unto the other nations. And the holy city shall be treaded under, underfoot. So in other words, your bodies will be destroyed or harmed, or hurt, right? The other nations are going to take hold of them um, for a certain period of time. And I'll give power unto my two witnesses, and they shall prophesy a thousand. Well, what are the two witnesses? They are the two olive trees, right? So if we go to uh, Zechariah, which we will do in a second, we'll see what they are. And the two Meneroths, are the two menorahs which Yahusha um, uh, has, and they are on the one side the Torah believers of old, and on the new side the the other nations that have been called in, right? According to uh, Zechariah. So let's let's carry on, and then we'll and then you know wait 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 let's just carry on read read you further in that eye in that eye of what I've just said. The two olive trees and the two minerals standing at the standing before Elohim of the earth, and if any man will hurt them, fire proceeds out of their mouth and devours the enemies. And if any man will hurt them, he must be in this manner be killed. These have the power to shut heaven, and it rain not the days of their prophecy, and the power of the waters. So, so what is happening here? It could be that Yah is giving those that believe power above the elements and power above the people who are ruling on this earth, um, which is the grace of Yah, right? The grace of Yah is the power of Yah to keep you in the Torah. 
And when you have this grace, just as the curse can be, so will the blessing be. And the blessing will be to keep you in this grace and to keep you in this Torah, even if you are um, threatened by your life. You know, as it says in Revelation uh, 12, 11, that you overcome by the blood of the Lamb or, and the word of your testimony, and you love not your life till death. Well, that's definitely not your own strength. That's Yah's strength that keeps you. So, okay. If you don't have anything to share on that one, then we can move on. I was on just going to gonna say, you know, when you were talking about the temple and, you know, now maybe not a physical temple, but the temple is ourselves, the, the body of us and then the body of Messiah. You know, I started thinking of each and every person as a physical brick that together builds the temple. So I just thought that was nice. 100%. That's what it is. That's what the word says it is. We living stones all going to be put together because he's preparing a place for us, a many mansions, right? And that's what it is. It's this new Yerushalayim. And when they shall have finished their testimony, right? We talked about the word of your testimony. The beast descends out of the bottomless pit, which we know is a badon in Revelation 9, shall make war against them and shall overcome them and kill them. And their dead bodies, well, look, I'm not saying the bottom, uh, the one that comes out of the bottomless pit is a badon, but he certainly does come out of the bottomless pit and he's the king thereof. Um, and the dead bodies shall lie in the street of the great city, which is spiritually is called Sedom and Mitzrayim, where also our Yah was crucified. So, where also our Yah was crucified is Yerushalayim, right? But, um, the great city, spiritually called Sedom and Mitzrayim, is this whole new belief system, which is enforced upon us, by the beast system, the the anti-Mashiach system, and 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 that's ruling the world right now. All right. So then, and they of the people, and kindreds and tongues and nations shall see their dead bodies three and a half, uh, three sorry three days and a half, and shall not suffer their dead bodies to be put in graves. And they that dwell upon the earth shall rejoice over them and make merry and shall send gifts to one another because these two prophets tormented them that dwell on the earth. And after three days and a half, the Ruach Chaim from Elohim entered into them and they stood upon their feet and great fear fell upon them which saw them. And they heard a great voice from heaven saying unto them, Come up hither. And they ascended up into heaven in a cloud, and the enemies beheld them. Okay. So there we go. That's that's the Hapazzo, right? Right there. Um, uh, just to, just to um, expand maybe uh, a little bit. Um, well, um, 
just trying to see here. And they heard a great voice from heaven. So that's exactly the same as, as, as when Yahusha was, was uh, immersed. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, so, okay. The great city that is spiritually called Sidon and Mitzrayim, which we've just said is, is, is this beast system that, that, that is right now. Um, so, Yah was crucified in Yerushalayim, but Sidon and Mitzrayim are not only in Yerushalayim, they're everywhere right now, right? The whole world is filled with this Sidon and Mitzrayim. And uh, we have, we have, we have this place all over right now. So uh, the, 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 the place, yes, uh, was Yerushalayim. But this whole, how can I say, belief system, I mean, the world has become a, a city, basically. I mean, we can get anywhere in, in 24 hours. Um, but uh, the, 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 the Ruach or the spirit or this, this anti-Messiah spirit is still the same spirit. So, um, you know, we, we, we're going to see just now how, how this, this interlinks as well with the reed and the rod. Yeah, I think as we see that all the nations have been spread, Babylon has been spread across the earth, you know. Correct. Correct. Yeah. And the same hour, there was a great earthquake. And the 10th part of the city fell. And the earth, and the earthquake, and in the earthquake were slain of the men 7,000, and the remnant were frightened and gave glory to Elohim of heaven. And the second woe passed, and behold, the third comes quickly. And the seventh angel sounded, and there were great voices in heaven, saying, The kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Adonai and of his Mashiach, and he shall reign forever and ever. And the four and twenty elders that sat before Elohim on their seats fell upon their faces and worshipped Elohim, saying, We give you thanks, O Yahweh Elohim Tevot, which are and was and are to come, because you have taken to you your great power and have reneged. So, uh, so, uh, um, here, here we have, here we see here that <clears throat> that the remnant were frightened and gave glory unto Elohim of heaven. Very interesting, isn't it? That frightened probably comes from flesh, right? But to glory Elohim, no matter in what circumstance you are in, uh, is the secret. That's the secret of the Ruach, which gives you the strength, which is the grace of Yah, to do that. All right, and he shall reign forever and ever. Obviously, comes back once again to what we did right in the beginning of the study of Hebrews. All that foundational stuff that we did reverts back to who he is, that he is the power, he is the omnipotent father, 
And there is nothing that shakes him under the plan. As angry as what we want to be. Um, but he will stay steadfast. Are you there? Yes. You froze okay. up just for a moment, but you're yeah. I think you're back now. Okay. So so um Yah is steadfast. He laughs at the plans of men. He doesn't he, he doesn't care what it's not that he doesn't care. He he uh let me rephrase that. He doesn't he, whatever man does is not going to phase Yah. The beginning is already determined from the end. And whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And he knows who he is. So should we know who we are in him. And we must never ever consider to have um, a thought in our mind that goes against that that uh that belief system that that's where our power comes from so let's carry on if you don't have anything more to say it's definitely healthy to have a fear of yah yes yes and the nations were angry and your wrath has come and the time of the dead that they should be judged and that you should give reward to your servants the prophets and to the Kodeshim and them that fear your name, small and great, and should destroy them which destroy the earth. And the temple of Elohim was opened in heaven, and there was seen in his temple the ark of his covenant, and there were lights and voices and thunderings and earthquakes and great hail. Well, isn't that beautiful? That the temple of the ark of his covenant was seen in heaven and opened. Isn't that beautiful, huh? I mean, I don't know. I don't know if you've, if you've, if you've seen that, but certainly I, for the first time, sort of, wow, I, I looked at that and I said, okay, you know, uh, I, I knew it, I knew it was there, but when I, when I saw that it was open in heaven, how can you not now understand why there was an ark in the desert? Why there was something carried around in a box? Why these things are witnesses against the people? Why the Ten Commandments are put in there for a witness against you and I and against mankind who do not want to trust in Yah? Because it's in heaven. And the heavenly one is much more powerful than the earthly one. So we've, we've really got to stay cognizant of that, I think. All right, let's go to the next one. What or who are the two olive trees? And the two olive trees by it, one upon the right-hand side of the bowl and the other upon the left-hand side thereof, so I answered and I spoke to the angel that talked with me, saying, What are these two, my Adonai? And the angel that talked with me answered and said to me, said unto me, Know you not what these be? And I said, No, my Adonai. 
And he answered and spoken to me, saying, This is the word of Yahweh unto Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might, nor by power, but by my Ruach, says Yahweh Tsevaot, Who are you, O great mountain, before Zerubbabel? You shall become a plain, and he shall bring forth the headstone thereof with shoutings, crying, Grace, grace, unto it. Moreover, the word of Yahweh came unto me, saying, Right, let's go to the next one. Then answered I, and I said unto him, What are these two olive trees upon the right side of the menorah, and upon the left side thereof? And I answered again, and I said unto him, What be these two olive branches, which through the two golden pipes empty the golden oil out of themselves? And he answered me and said, Know you not what these be? And I said, No, my Adonai. And he said, These are the two anointed ones that stand by Adonai of the whole earth. So we've got interesting things here. We've got olive trees, we've got olive branches, and then we've got the two golden pipes that empty, empty the, the, the golden oil them. That's interesting wording, isn't it? Say that one more because time. Because then it's second. saying that the olive branches. Okay. Are you there? Yeah, if you can repeat that last bit, I froze up a little bit. Okay. So, so what I was saying, it's very interesting wording, the golden oil out of themselves. To me, that's very interesting wording because it means that um, he's referring to the golden pipes um, as themselves or the, or the olive trees as themselves. Okay. The, the branches uh, as themselves. So in that sentence, put it that way, right? So uh, the point is the golden pipes, and, and, and in Revelation we saw reed, right? Well, let's, let's go on and we'll see what, what these two words mean. What, are we, what or, or who, uh, it says there, what or who is a reed and a rod, okay? Okay, let's, let's go on. So here we have two words. The one is kalamos, uh, of uncertain affinity, a reed, a plan, a, a, sorry, a, the plan of its stem, or a similar plant. By implication, a pen, a pen or a reed. Okay, that's interesting. So basically, it's a tube. I mean, there is, it's, it's really uncertain what that word is. It's not necessarily a reed, right? And then we've got rabados, which is uh, a stick or a wand, um, a cudgel or a cane or a baton of royalty, a rod, a scepter or a staff. So that's the rod. Okay. So we've got a rod, a scepter or staff, and then we've also got a reed. All right, let's carry on. 
For Yahushua to smite Yashorel as a reed is shaken in the water, and he shall root up Yashorel out of its good land, which he gave to their fathers, and shall scatter them beyond the river, because they have made their Ashtaroth poles, provoking Yahweh to anger. So here he's saying that Yasharel is like a reed, provoking Yahweh to anger. All right? Let's carry on. Now behold, you trust upon the staff, of this bruised reed, even upon Mitzrayim, on which a man lean, it will go into his hand and pierce it. So is Pharaoh, the king of Mitzrayim, and to all who trust on him. So now he's seeing that this bruised reed is like the one who opposes Yahweh. But if I say an but if he say unto me, we trust in El Yahweh, Eloheinu, is not that he who has high places and whose altars Yezekiah, who has taken away, has said unto Yahweh and Yerushalayim, he shall worship before this altar in Yerushalayim. Very interesting, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's just a thought, right? But it is interesting because when you go into this bruised reed, it is somebody who opposes, who opposes the, the Adonai of the heavens. And here we have a second witness to this. Lo, trust in this. That first one comes from 2 Kings 18, 21 to 22. This one comes from Isaiah 36, 6 and 7. Lo, you trust in the staff of the broken reed. On Mitzrayim, whereon if a man lean, it will go into his hand and pierce it. So is Pharaoh king of Mitzrayim to all that trust in him. But if you say unto me, we trust in El Yahweh Eloheinu, is it not he who high places, whose altars, Yeshikayahu has taken away, and has said to Yahweh, uh, Yahuda, sorry, and 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 to Jerusalem, he shall worship before this altar. Isn't that interesting? There, there's two witnesses of this bruised reed, which is like Mitzrayim. And if you lean on this thing, in other words, if you rely on this beast system, it will break and it will pierce your hand. It will be a abomination to you. It will not work for you. Do not rely on this thing. Right? And I don't know if this has got a connotation to the right hand. It's possible. Right? But, but you know, here it is. Right? So, so maybe as, as this reed is measuring you on goddess and gods of healing, and it's changing your DNA. Did well, you we get know that? That's what they're trying to do these days, for sure. Yeah, it's just a thought, right? 
But anyway, let's carry on. And they departed. This is from Matthew 11, verse 7. And they departed, and Yahusha began to say unto the multitudes concerning Yohukunan, What went ye out into the wilderness to see a reed shaken with a wind? Right, you see? There, Yohukunan was likened unto a reed. Not a broken one, but a shaken one. And when they had plant, uh, plated a crown of thorns, they put it upon his head and a reed in his right hand. And they bowed and kneed before him, and they mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Yahudim. So you see, even in Yahusha's time of uh, trouble, they put a reed in his right hand and uh, and mocked him. The, the the point being that it was a prophetic action. That was a, that was a prophetic action that Yahusha. They put the reed in his right hand. In other words, who's going to judge them? He's going to judge them. With what measure? With the measure that they judge, he will judge. All right, next That's one. Wonderful. Uh, okay, that was supposed to come before. <laughs> the next one. <laughs> because the creature itself also shall be delivered from bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of Elohim. We know that the whole creation groans and travails in pain together until now. And not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Ruach. Even we ourselves grown within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit, the redemption of our body. For we are saved by hope. But the hope that is seen is not hope for what a man sees. Why does he yet hope for? But if we have hope for that which we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. Isn't that beautiful? Right? Yes. Because um, in actual fact, we didn't read the part on the right. For whom Yahweh loves, he chastens and scourges every son whom he receives. If he endure chastening, Elohim deals with you as with sons. For what son is him who the father chastens not? But if he be without chastisement, wherefore all are partakers, then are he bastards and not sons. Furthermore, we are fathers of our own flesh, which had corrected us, and we gave them reverence. Shall we not much rather be in subjection unto the father of the Ruachoth and live? For they truly for a few days chastened us after their own pleasure. But he, for our profit, that we might be partakers of his holiness." Isn't that beautiful, James? 
That is wonderful. You know, and, we, and, and, and sorry, you carry on. You know, chastising, it's something we all must go through. And it is actually, you know, instructed uh, as you're raising your children to, you know, allow them to know right and wrong. You know, it, it brings structure to your life and it is important. And, you know, we are to endure it. But in turn, you know, we will be blessed and refined. Yeah, now, 100 percent. So. Uh, the whole the whole point if i can just like bring this into a nutshell a bit is that our rod that yahweh has is our strength he is our strength and that is not a reed that will break and pierce your hand and if you are weak he's not going to break you he's going to strengthen you to endure but remember that we run with patience. Uh, you know, run with patience. Well, you know, that to us doesn't make sense, right? <laughs> you're running somewhere, maybe that you don't know where you're running. But when you're in Yahweh, it makes total sense that we're running a race which is with patience. And just as it says there in Romans 25, 8.25, it says, Patience, we with patience wait for it. So we don't get weary. We don't, you know, uh, um, a little bit further on it says, the feeble hands that hang down, right, in Hebrews, right? Lift them up. Lift them up. Look up. Don't always look down. Look up because Yahweh is the lifter of our heads. And we're not hanging on a reed that will break. We are, we are holding on to the Yah of the creation of this whole creation that we are present in. Um, and He is our strength and He is our Fortress. And when we understand what that word fortress means, it is his way that we're running into and then we are safe. So it's by the Torahless deeds that we do, by what we, the Torah, sorry, the Torah, the, 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 the opposite to that, sorry. <laughs> it's, it's by the living in the way, which is the Torah, that we have our strength and that we have our steadfastness and that we are in his way which is the hope which we patient patiently wait for and 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 that's why i think he's done it like that keeping the sabbath because the sabbath is something that's patient it's something that teaches you it's something that Although we're running throughout the week, we can't wait to reach the Sabbath because we know that it's our day of spending with Yahusha and the Ruach Elohim and the Word and how He blesses us all the time in that day. And um, I think that is going to be... Um, and the chastisement 
is also part of that. You know, it's it's hang in there, hang in there. Let you know the world will chastise you, the people will chastise you, your friends and family will think that you're completely bonkers and crazy, but don't worry about that. Trust in Him, because just as the other the other people in Mitzra in in in, in uh, of Yeshurel were going after Ashtaroth poles, and those that were against that were also crazy. They were also chastised. They were also uh, knocked down, because everybody thought that this is the way we must do it. We this is great. We're going great guns ahead. But those that wait for him will renew their strength. And uh, and I think that's that's the message that I would like to bring from this. I don't think we've got another one, have we, James? No, no. we are there to be continued. Yeah. So, yeah, we didn't really get very far today. Um, but, I mean, we can already see that it's one hour and 13 minutes. And I, and I thought... I thought to myself, well, you know, I'm going to go with this because to me it was quite good, the revelation, um, you know, that that uh, of the reed and the rod and, and, and so on. Um, it's just something to think about. But you know what? We, we, we're working towards something that is bigger than us. And, uh, and, 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 and if anything else, let it strengthen you. That's all. Yeah, it's wonderful to connect dots and see things in a new way. And uh, I think you, you did a great job today with that, you know, word that Yah brought you spur of the moment. You know, sometimes he does that, but it's just as important. And I'm thankful yeah. for that. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, James. Thank you. Thank you for being Thank here. Thank you to everyone in the chat. I did. Uh, there was a Thank few you. comments here I was going to share that I didn't get to earlier. Uh, we do appreciate everybody's insight participation Amen. it's always always appreciated uh let me see here i know i think turn back to truth had a question possibly referring to the ark that was opened is that the okay. veil of heaven being opened will we see it well uh i think we do see it because that's what it says there isn't it um that's what it says there in that in that in that verse. You know, Revelation. I don't know if you can go back on that. Uh, yeah, let me back on that. back up. Will probably be quicker than me trying to find it here. back there we go yeah, there we go there we go so it says yeah and the temple of elohim was opened in heaven and there was seen in his temple the ark of the covenant of his covenant and there were lights and voices and thunderings and earthquakes and well there we go i i'm not sure uh, i'm not sure about that john i think um I think you will see it because I think at that stage, uh, you know, at the end of Hebrews 12, the last verse says that he's a consuming fire. And I think at that stage, the whole revelation of Yah is revealed to the whole earth. 
and the melt and the mountains melt like wax before him. And um, so I think at that stage, it's going to be like the creation all over again, and uh, it's going to be a fearful day. So I believe um, that we will because. Well, now this is another revelation that's just come to me. Think of it this way. What did Yah want of Yasharel? He says in the word, he says that he wanted a nation of priests. Remember that? It was in a Torah, Torah reading about uh, two months ago or so. Um, and, uh, and so if he wants a nation of priests, what is he working towards when we, what are we called? We are called kings and priests of our own homes, right? And we are priests of Yahweh. So we cannot see him now, but I think in the glorified body, we'll be able to see Yahweh himself in heaven. And so I think at this stage here, um, we will see him and we will see uh, heaven as well. Um, and, and, and if we just read the... Uh, so it's time of the dead. Uh, if you shall give reward to your servants, the prophets and the Kodeshim, him that feared your name, small and great, and should destroy them that which destroy the earth. Uh, I think I think that is I think it's it's very plausible to think that we will see um, we, we will see that ourselves because we will be able to enter into the ark. Or rather, into into not into the ark, we'll be in, we'll be able to enter into his presence. Remember, this is this is a heavenly uh, ark, right? Or rather, a heavenly uh, tabernacle. This is Yahusha himself, and we are going to be in him, in his new Jerusalem, and he will be the light of this place. So, yes, I, if I had to think of it now, and I haven't thought of it very, very um, much, I would say, yes, we will see it. We will have a new body by that stage, and this fleshly body, uh, which is enmity against the Ruach Elohim, will, will have fallen away. It'll be a magnificent sight to witness. Amen. Thank you, Tammy. Thank you all for joining. Thank you, Tammy. Definitely was a good, good teaching. Brother Lee, thank you as well. Thank you, thank you Lee. Thank you so much. I love Lee's, uh, Lee's uh, well, as you know, I, I, I popped in after our Torah. Beautiful, beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Yeah, this reminds me of what we have to endure to get to Shabbat, that patience of Shabbat, you know, bear to suffer unpleasant is this world can be unpleasant but what a joy it is to reach that shabbat day of rest thank you so much thank you so much lee that's your wife is it yes yeah thank you so much for that that's beautiful yeah well brothers and sisters thank you so much for tuning in to part 10 of hebrews and we yeah. look forward thank to you. Coming to a close on this book of Hebrews, we've learned so much, connected many dots, and we're just thankful yeah, for your insight of what Yaz showed you and that you can uh, relay that message, that wonderful message to us. Yeah, I, you know, as I say, I, I'm, I'm putting it forth as, as, 
it's completely new slate. It's it's I'm not going to any scriptures to go and find meanings and stuff. I'm 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 purely getting it out of the word. Uh, I mean, uh, not scriptures, but uh, previous teachings, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I'm uh, I'm trying to just see what Yah is telling me. Um, so yes, take everything, chew it over, uh, throw out what you don't want, and um, and and keep what encourages you and strengthens you in the word and in the belief system of Yah. Um, and I think that's what we're doing. That's what James is doing. That's what the whole uh, heart of the tribe uh, ministry as a whole is doing, is encouraging and strengthening the, the believers to to walk in his way. Um, and I think that is the, the most important to me. Um, if we can del deliver that message to everybody, I am thrilled. That's right. You know, patience is a key point in all this. You know, all of Yah's will will be revealed in time. Amen. Amen. Thank you, James. Thank you, Chris. Thank you for everyone tuning in. We'll see you next week. Shalom. Shalom. Shalom.